episode of Nintendo Power Block is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to find out more about Boss Rush Media's family of podcasts, head on over to patreon.com slash bossrushmedia to see which tier is right for you. Thanks for helping us build something better. Welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Boss Rush Media. I'm your host, and I'd like to excite the enemy. Joining me is the one, the only bossman himself, Mr. Corey Deering. Hello, good sir. Hello, it is time to talk about some video games and Nintendo and people and things. Yes. We have questions too. I did not put them in the doc. That is my fault. <sighs> yeah, I could just I, say I, it's I, your I, fault because I like to blame you, but. We not don't get blamed from anything, Corey. Hmm? We know what? I don't get blamed for anything. I don't know. It's what I do. <laughs> uh yes, everybody. This uh late night recording for uh here at uh Power Block. So uh, we're here not we gonna are. talk about <laughs> right. We're not gonna talk about uh what we've been doing on the weekend because um the weekend hasn't happened yet. <laughs> At this Last time. weekend happened. Well, true. Wait, yeah. did we record two episodes this week? I can't keep track anymore, man. No, we did expansion pass. Oh, and right. then uh, now we're doing pop block huh. and everything. So, because uh, that's how I was asking, just like, are we going to get ahead of pop block? Are we in everything? But he's just like, no, nah, we we already good for expansion pass. So, yeah, I guess, I guess now would probably be. a a decent time to kind of go because like the holidays are coming up right i mean mm-hmm. not halloween but i mean like thanksgiving and and christmas and all those things yeah so as far as this show is concerned ed how do you want to handle that do you want to like because we're not recording the week of thanksgiving we're just not. No, I think I think we'll have something already pre-recorded for that. For that yeah, week. we'll have That's something. Good. It won't be like a full episode. It won't be an expansion pass. It'll Mm-mm. just be like something dumb and like a mini and, block. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of like Christmas and New Year's and stuff, I think the last week of the year and the first week of the year, maybe we just kind of take Let's our break. Christmas break. Yeah. Well, yeah, because normally we do the week of Christmas and then that week that goes into New Year's and then come back that Monday. But yeah, well, Christmas is on a Monday this year. So, (sighs) yeah, that's very weird, dude. It it literally because that and New Year's Day is on a Monday. Yeah. Um, And normally I know for I know for Christmas Day. Uh, I got. We're waiting for our holiday hours, our schedule, because mm-hmm. um, normally for me, I take off um, Thanksgiving and uh, New Year's Day. So, mm-hmm. but I work normally uh, New Year. I close New Year's Eve, work Christmas, and work Christmas Eve. Um, but yeah. we just got to find out what everybody's comfortable with with that. Uh, yeah, and everything, because yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think I'm more interested in Black Friday mm. this year. 
because I want to see most mostly for like a little bit for PlayStation, but mostly like for Xbox. I want to see what they have to offer because the Nintendo stuff is just going to be uh, the Nintendo stuff. You're going to literally have to fight for because I, I think a lot of that's going to be gone. Uh huh. You know, I don't know why they're going to stick seventy thousand packages of Borderlands Three or whatever or anything, but. Um, uh-huh. It's gonna be interesting for this. I think this Black Friday is gonna be a good one. We just hope the deals are good and everything. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think they will be. I don't. I don't really care about Black Friday, to be honest. For, for to catch up to catch up on the year's games and like discounts and stuff, I care for. Um, I think it was last year. No, it was 2021. That year was just terrible. Like barely anybody got games because they just it was just like everything they put on sale, everybody already have, or it's just stuff that people didn't want. So um Yeah. But yeah, we'll figure something out uh with that. So. Yep. So I just you know, I just want we should we just wanted to address that there are going to be some weeks where there aren't going to be episodes around the holidays, I guess is the mm-hmm. main point. Cause I know when we come back with, I know the episode when we come back with will be our game of the year, uh, recording. Yeah. Or our top 10 games. Yeah. Um, the only way there would be a recording during the holidays if Nintendo drops some massive news bomb, like the new console or a Nintendo Direct or something. That would be the only way. Oh shoot! I'll, like shoot it. Yeah. Out, out of the blue, they just show the Metroid trailer or whatever. I'll just be like, "Oh, Corey, let's get on the mic." We, we it, may, it may be twenty five minutes that we got to talk about it, but we got to go in. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we, we got a great news for you guys and everything, and. <laughs> I don't know if you seen that Metroid one rumor about no, it coming to the it? it may come out. Uh it was just like it's a rumor that it's gonna be uh it's gonna come out on Switch and Switch Two. And well next yeah. console, I should say. I, yeah, I mean I've been saying that for like a year, so <laughs> Right. I, I I I did say it wasn't. I thought it would probably be ending up um with just switch, but it's probably a breath of the wild situation that's probably happening with it. Um, well, my, 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 I, I shouldn't say I thought it was coming to both consoles. I, my thought would be it's a switch game that will get some sort of patch for the new console because it'll be mm-hmm. backwards compatible. That was my kind of like you know, like Horizon and God of War got patches to run better on PS5, right? Yeah, so. They'll have some version think, of Xbox's smart delivery or something. I'm sure. That's what that's what I was wondering. I'm like, would Nintendo go that route, or would they still be like, you know what? Let's just put out these two versions and everything. See, I don't know. They've been pretty good about backwards compatibility with their consoles, besides the Switch, right? I mean, just, mm-hmm. and that the only reason why they did that is because they switched formats. Uh, right. Again. Yeah. So obviously a disc couldn't fit in the switch. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, 
I don't really care either way. I I don't know if I'm as excited for Metroid Prime 4 as I was when they announced it. I don't know. I don't I don't feel the excitement. Probably because it's been announced for so long that I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I I think it's for me it's because of all of, some of the developers coming from those big titles, Battlefield, Call of Duty, and Halo. And it's just like it, it it reminds me of Chrono Trigger, how uh, you know Final Fantasy, um, uh, Sakaguchi with the music for Final Fantasy, and then Akira Toriyama from Dragon Ball. Uh, I forgot who the other one was. I gotta look it up. But they were called the Dream Team, and they all came together to make Chrono Trigger. Oh, it was um. I'm sorry. It was the uh, one guy from uh, Dragon Quest uh, or Dragon Warrior here in the States because Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy were kind of like the two big role playing games in Japan. Um, And that's when uh, it was just Enix versus Squaresoft in a way and everything. But they all came together to make uh, Chrono Trigger. Uh, They were just called the Dream Team. And that's what I kind of feel like some of these people who worked on those big franchises coming to retro to Nintendo to make Metro Prime 4. So I think they're going to put their American perspective and engineering and ideas to make something that still feel Metroid, but it's, but has a worldwide appeal in their thing. Because I don't know if it's going to feel just like a Western first party, first party, a Western first person shooter or adventure, you know, no, it's, it's going to kind of, it's going to feel weird. I think it's going to, I think the mood, like not necessarily the controls or anything, but mm-hmm. I think it's, I think they're probably going to try to recapture them. What made Metroid prime one so great. Cause I mean, Metroid prime two and three were good, but they were like, obviously Metroid prime three had multiple, worlds to explore and you know echoes kind of was hit or miss on some of the th- things that they did um but i think the they're light really and gonna, dark yeah yeah i think they're really gonna try to capture the metroid prime one uh era so yeah so um but yeah it that'll be interesting to see in the future um because i don't yeah I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm very interested in what they do because um, Halo Four, I believe, was the one that felt like a Metroid game because people from Retro went to, but uh, it was a Bungie. Um, it was Three Four Three Studios at that time, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they that came off a... of. Well, oh, they. The Metro, uh, some of the people from Metroid Prime went to work on Halo 4, which is why Halo 4 kind of is super reminiscent of Metroid Prime in a lot of ways. Uh, not necessarily like the exploring or the scanning or anything, mm-hmm. but just like the the color palette they use, the kind of like stylized direction Halo seemed to have went at that point. And like the, the Prometheans at the time, not the Prometheans, the... The new race of enemies that I can't think of right now because it's almost 1130 uh, 
real like like that orange that glowing orange right and like the yeah. kind of glowing colors of some of the enemies just really you know i mean we had a we had some of that in the uh bungie trilogy and you know the spin-off games and stuff but nothing like this you know so that eat that eat the that e3 trailer for halo 4 really spoke to everybody that said man this feels like metro prime like it was it was like Are you a, talking about uh, poncho gate <laughs> or no or was that for halo 5 i don't remember i think no, it was, that halo, was for 5. halo 5 that yeah because halo <laughs> Give me a poncho. <laughs> Give me poncho chief. <laughs> yeah, because chief. <laughs> I I really don't know how the Halo Five trailer went. Uh, if the they Halo, ever did one, the Halo Five trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Remember they pitted Chief against Locke, and it was like everybody thought you were going to have this big kind of like civil war between Chief's blue team and uh, Fire Team Osiris from Locke, and like. That marketing for Halo Five was on point. That those trailers mm-hmm. were awesome because, like, at one point you were like in Master Chief's helmet, and you just saw Locke walk up to you with a pistol, and you like it was that, and then you saw Chief walk the same. It was like another trailer, but it was the opposite way where you were looking through Locke's helmet up at Chief, and he had a gun pointed at you, and like it was like a you know hunt hunt the truth was the the big kind of marketing thing for halo 5 and they had a mm-hmm. whole podcast that went along with it that was telling the backstory of some of the stuff that was happening and like kind of hinted at what might happen in the game and then it never happened we played as lock uh. for what 15 of the or what 11 of the 15 levels or whatever and yeah man i like lock as a character but like that story was just if if you want people to play as Locke, you should have made it a spin-off game, to be honest. I think the numbered Halo mm-hmm. games revolve around Master Chief, and that's how yeah. it needs to be. So Well, I think Yeah, and I know we're so su- we're supposed to be doing some E three watch alongs again, like past ones. Mm-hmm. Um just to talk about a lot of those trailers, cause like I've I've lately been and we're gonna get into snacks to snacks and everybody. I've literally been I literally been watching a lot of the Nintendo E3s and people's reactions and like seeing how people reacted to Smash and how people reacted to Metroid Prime Remastered, like something in the Nintendo Direct, but like the E3 stuff. Um and even watching our E3 coverage um in the past, like Everybody who know me know I lost my mind seeing Damon X Machina, and I could not stop talking about that. Like, I think that I made that my game of the show for E3 because that trailer was so smooth and so stylish. And it's just like, yes, this is anime, this is Japan. I love the color palette. This, you know, I'm not big into Mecca yet, Mecca yet, but I'm like, this just this just has everything that I loved about it. And everything, and I think that's when you kind of like when we see some of the trailers and everything. Like when we seen Doom coming to Switch, and uh, I think me and you were just like, "Dude, how do we react?" Because I think we was, I think before we even recorded that Nintendo Direct, we were already on the phone or on Skype, like losing our mind 
or it may it may have been Facebook, and we were just like, dude, is Bethesda bringing Doom to Switch? Because that was a surprise to us. We knew that Bethesda brought wasn't Skyrim. That in a dir- wasn't that in a direct? Yeah, it was a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Oh, I, just, I know. Okay, I I don't know what I was thinking you were saying because I'm stupid. Oh, I, right, I'm talking continue. about just I'm talking about watching some E3 reactions for Nintendo, but also reactions to the Nintendo Direct and everything, and just seeing the trailers and everything and how we reacting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, man, when Doom and Wolfenstein were announced for Switch, that was that was a big deal. I screamed. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I still wish they would have just... brought the first Wolfenstein over, but yeah. But because it was just like we didn't expect Bethesda to do to give them this kind of support uh, and everything. But I guess Skyrim did so good on Switch and that Zelda DLC. Um, did yeah. so well. I was, it was just like before even Microsoft was even thinking of buying them. It looked like Bethesda was going to be on a good third party relationship role with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we wouldn't have got Starfield. I think we, we would have got some past games, but I think Bethesda could have been making like some original IPs for Switch. Yeah, they're not going to do that. I mean, all you, I mean, dude, every could've. week there's some sort of third party that you think should make original IP for Switch and it's not happening. <laughs> well, well, that's well, the reason why is because I felt like this was leading up to a good relationship because Bethesda never really did anything for Nintendo. Switch is like the first console they really worked on. Even even though the games are port are ported from another company and stuff, I I kind of wondered like would it but they'll say you know even just like like we don't need like i said we don't need a big triple a gay but would Bethesda like really do like make something original for switch you know because of good sales and good support and everything they you won't. know i'm hungry yeah well, everybody, <laughs> it's time for Snack Tendo. Uh, Corey, what have you been snacking on? Uh, well, last weekend, uh, I guess two weekends ago now, by the time this posts, uh, it was my dad's birthday, and we went over there on a Sunday for breakfast. Uh, and it was, you know, you know how my mom makes like these massive breakfasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um it was it was really good um and then my dad got a new tv so i spent a lot of time hooking it up and watching it uh (laughs) (laughs) it's like a it's a 65 inch like oled that was uh you know he just i I, he's like i want a new tv my tv isn't very good i'm like well here's a tv i have he's like i don't want to spend a lot of money and he ends up spending like (laughs) (laughs) like almost $1,500 on this new TV. Uh, So I was recommending him TVs that were like six, seven and $800. And I was like, this is, this is the 65 inch version of the one that I have. Uh, It's pretty decent. But then he's like, I want, I want something that has a nice picture. And I'm like, Oh, okay. My TV doesn't have a terrible picture. It's not great, but it's not, 
terrible. Uh, but yeah, he got the, uh, he got a really nice TV that now I really want. And, uh, I don't know how I'm going to pay for it, but I'm going to get it at some point. So, uh, but yeah, breakfast, big fan of breakfast, man. You know, you know what I did? I may, I put, I put sausage and bacon in between some waffles and just made two mm. big old waffle breakfast sandwiches, which were delicious. In other words, AKA the McGriddle. <laughs> no, cause I didn't put syrup on it. Ah. I don't like, I don't like syrup. Really? Yeah, I can't do it's syrup. Sti- too sticky or too sweet? Both. Mm. I just don't like. Yes. I just don't like syrup. I don't like the taste of it. Um, uh, too- butter or oh, butter? yeah, butter, definitely butter, but no syrup. I can't. That's I just can't do syrup, man. So, some mm. like if if it is syrup, it's like got to be like this really specific kind of syrup, and I don't even know what it's called, so I don't. I don't know what and it's got and even if it is that it's like a very 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 light amount of syrup like literally like maybe two or three drips because I can't I just don't like drown it in everything yeah okay that's understandable yeah but it was really good I really like I really like waffles I've some man I haven't had waffles in so long that sometimes I forget Mm -hmm. how much I really like waffles uh, but waffles make you fat, and I can't eat them during the week. So, <laughs> but you know, with waffles, like I think I like strawberry syrup on them, like mm-hmm. a different flavor. With pancakes, I definitely gotta have my butter. Um, with um regular syrup or maple oh. syrup or whatever people want. Um, but waffles, I feel like flavored syrup. I have to have. I don't really do butter on waffles, which is weird. Sometimes I do hot fudge on waffles. That's good. Ah, as for like a sauce on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. If I'm feeling really fat and we have hot fudge lying around. <laughs> <laughs> I only I only do that when we like go to go to Disney and it's like on the bar at the buffet or whatever. Uh-huh. So but it's really good. You should try it. But you got to put the sausage in the middle and the bacon and then you put the the you know the the syrup on, or the chocolate on top. It's very delicious. So there's there's just not many options for waffles around here, and everything. You make your so own. Many breakfast. Man. You get a waffle maker and you follow the directions on make a batter and you mm. pour the batter in and then you eat a waffle and then you, you can add chocolate a, chips in there. You can put you know, blueberries a, in there. An ego kind of guy. No. Ed, I'm convinced that you have no idea how to cook food. <laughs> I'm also convinced, convinced that, that you don't. I'm also convinced that you have no idea how to get to the grocery store. <laughs> I do know how to get to the grocery store. I was driving there yesterday. That's why I know. Uh, was it not yesterday? It was Tuesday. Get, like twelve different versions of Mountain Dew and like whatever no, snacks they had on sale in the go, bargain bin. No, I went to go. I actually went to go get a piece of puff. See. Um, uh, to go get dinner. But it was a piece of puff that was already made in our thing. It's so funny. I'm just messing <laughs> with you. Sort of. <laughs> That's why when you just like uh chop chop, I'm like, uh, I'm going to the store to go get dinner. No, chop chop. Mm-hmm. Chop chop. Oh, anyways. Your turn. 
you snack? What snacks uh, are you put, putting in your mouth? And um, wow. Shoving in there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired, uh, well, man. I did. <laughs> I had a Sesame Skinner from Denny's for lunch today. Um, mm-hmm. It looked very weird. I'm like, why everything looks brown? Like, uh, but um, so Jimmy John's has a barbecue ranch chicken crunch. Uh, you can get it in the sandwich or a wrap. I got it in a sandwich. Um, it had uh, their new barbecue like ranch sauce with it. Um, of course, chicken lettuce and all of that stuff. Um, it had also had tortillas in it, like the strips in it. Uh, with it, that mug was really good. Whatever their sauce is, it it has a, a good kick and the spice. Um, and it has a little sweetness because of the barbecue. It was really, really good. I'm like, ooh, I may have to order this again. Um, and now when I order Jimmy John's, I now get my sandwiches cut in half. And everything mm-hmm. is easier for me to eat and save in case if I get busy stuff. Um, but that's pretty much like really uh a new thing that I've eaten. Um I do have some they're like the chocolate zebra cakes, but for like Halloween or for the fall stuff. Um, they're not pumpkin flavor or nothing. They're just the chocolate ones um, with the chocolate fr- fudge like uh, in the middle and everything. So I do have that. Uh, but that's that's pretty much it. I haven't got a chance to go to the uh, my store in um, Kenosha, Wisconsin uh, to see if, if there's anything new there. So, oh. um, we haven't got any new snacks at work or anything. So, uh, I know we got our a lot of Christmas candy stuff. Um, so I'm just waiting to see if we got any new Christmas candy that we'll be putting out. Uh, which we might be also got to hit uh, Pepperidge Farms in uh in Wisconsin to see if they got their new cookies and stuff. And everything, but um, that's pretty much it, Corey. That's what I've been huh. eating and everything. But yeah, that Look Jim Johnson was like that Jim Johnson was really hidden. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to order this again. And I think they just wrote it out this week because I had it Monday. No, not Monday. I had it Wednesday. Um for it and I was just like, yeah, this is top tier. Huh. One of their one of the best sandwiches I have for in a while. Neat. Here the man. I am so hungry right now. Like I can't eat after like seven o'clock with this uh-huh. thing I'm on. And it's just like, man, sometimes dinner just isn't enough, but I can't eat any more than that. And I'm just so hungry all the time, dude. I am like dying for food because I'm also like very recently, unless I'm recording, even if I'm recording a podcast or whatever, I usually am in bed by now. Like I've been like what I'll, usually have been doing is record whatever episodes need recorded that day now granted yeah you know th- uh it's thursday so tower casuals usually runs a little bit long because those episodes run usually about two hours ish um but like i'm i've been in bed by like 11 and then i'll play games for a couple hours if i'm not recording and then go to bed at like 11 11 15 so like i'm mm-hmm. usually in bed by now and even when I lay down to go to bed, I'm like starving. <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like I go to bed early because I can't wait to wake up and eat breakfast. 
Oh, nice. That's how I. That's my mindset when I go to sleep now, <laughs> and it really sucks. I used to uh, just get like a bowl of cereal, like eat two bowls of cereal, and then be like, "Okay, it's bedtime for me." Man, cereal sounds so good. I haven't had cereal in a long time. Dude, Honey Nut Cheerios is still that's my top tier cereal. I'm a Frosted Mini Wheats guy. I think. Really. I really like Frosted Mini Wheats, but like the real Frosted Mini Wheats, none of this, you know, fake garbage that's out there. My dad used to be a Frosty Flakes guy, Mm. Um, but she, my mom, she used to buy us, of course, Apple Jacks, Tricks, Cocoa Puffs. I'm, yeah, I'm also a big fan of Captain Crunch, although it like, you know, it really cuts the roof of your mouth and it hurts a lot. (laughs) Uh, So. I, I know to do the berries when they said oops berries once I went that route with it. Yeah, I also am a big fan of fruity pebbles and cocoa pebbles. Ah, oh, so good, man! Fruity pebbles, man. They're those pieces are so small, and you get like eight hundred pieces on your spoon at one time, and then you just mm. oh, so good, man. And just a little bit of milk, not a lot, just a little bit. Oh, so good. <gasps> no, I have to. I have to have the. I gotta have a lot because. Mm-mm. Because, like, of course, depending on how much cereal I pour in, and you know, uh, like, it makes I'm, the I'm not too foggy. <sighs> but that's, but that's the thing about it because there's so many little pieces and everything. If I don't put enough milk in it and I just eat it and all the milk is gone, I'm still having a lot of flakes. So I just like, I need everything covered. I know there's going to be stuff attached. And then I want to draw, drink that fruity milk and everything. Mm-hmm. Are you a are you a cereal first guy or are you a milk first guy? There's only one right answer, and you better not say the wrong answer. <laughs> if I'm, I'm, so I pour my cereal in first before I do my. Okay, milk. that's the right answer. I've, I don't know those people. Those people who pour milk in first are terrible people, and you need to go away. <laughs> so. I didn't even know people did that. I've yeah. always. I've all I, when I started find out finding out about that that people did it. I'm just like, how would uh, how were you taught that way and everything? Because uh, I've caught all just seeing people pour their cereal and then pour the milk. Oh man, people are weird, man. I don't understand that, but hey, it's not what I'm here for, you know. <sighs> yeah. Man, so. Dude, I'm so hungry. I cannot wait till this weekend to eat just like complete garbage on Saturday. Yes. Uh, What's the plan for the garbage? Well, it's our anniversary. So originally we were going to go out to eat, but Sana doesn't feel good. Like she's re- recovering from pneumonia, actually. <gasps> oh, uh, no. And so I'm trying to find a way to bring food in that, sh- you know, that so, she would love. Yeah, so I'm trying to do that. Yeah, um, and, and depending on how this weekend is, because I don't know if it's been, like, rainy and cold in your area, or if it's, like, still warm. Um, it's been getting, like, a little chilly here. Uh, I mean, of course, it's fall, but um, here we're just waiting for more rain and for more of our leaves to fall and stuff and everything, mm-hmm. like, to really give it in the fall. Um fall fall yeah. um 
reason because everybody reason I say fall fall because I I like it when it's like a little bit chilly is rainy has a little bit wind you know a little bit windy um that's when I just like having chili or uh sloppy joe or even some good soup um definitely uh I've, I've been this is the time I've been thinking of getting like a grilled cheese um and tomato soup like it's just a wonderful time for that um um chili dogs though I, I I've been I've been thinking about it but I'm just like not into it this this season at this oh. time normally I would do one but I think that's more of if I'm at a birthday party like for a kid or something and they want to go that route I'm down for it and stuff oh. Because I would prefer like a corn dog around this time than chili dog. Mm. Mm-hmm. So chili, chili dog. What are you, Sonic? Gotta go. Gotta go fast. What's the last time you had one, Corey? A chili dog. Um, I usually get or it when we go to. I usually get them when we go to Disney World because there's a restaurant there called Casey's Corner and it's like 1920s baseball uh, themed and all uh-huh. they sell are like foot long hot dogs. They have like a like a, a bunch of different flavors of, of hot dogs and, you know, whatever. They have mm. corn dog nuggets now, which I'm really excited to try. Uh, but usually I get a chili dog there with like with extra cheese and then they have like a sidebar thing with like toppings and I usually get put onions and, and jalapenos on it. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, they also have like sauerkraut dogs and stuff like that. And that's usually what oh, like, my dad do... gets. So sauerkraut is just uh, I cannot do I know. sauerkraut. Dude, the smell alone, man, makes me want to just uh. gag. <laughs> so. Well, we we agree on something when it comes to food. <laughs> so, well, everybody, it's time for playing with power. And Corey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start playing with power because uh, I no. kind of went back to I kind of went back to Resident Evil Six. Uh, I bit I beat Chris's um, story. Um, now I'm working on Leon's. I think I got like two more chapters. I think it's five chapters for each character and stuff. Um, played a little bit of Luigi's Mansion. I'm making progress in that. Um, and then started playing Borderlands on Switch, the Game of the Year edition. Because um, it's been a while. And I'm just like, man, this has been on my system for a good while. Uh, let me go ahead and finish and beat it. Um, I did buy Gotham Knights for like 18 bucks. <laughs> uh, I forgot the All Series X. Um, and then there's another one. Uh, uh, it's a, a sea rats or something like they're pirates. It's like a Metroidvania kind of game. It's on still on Series X. So, mm. so um, I didn't pick up Forza yet. Um, so I'm waiting for that. I got to pick up Forza, Pokemon, uh, Detective Pikachu, and Pikmin one or two. I need to pick. Uh, but for now, I think I'm just gonna hold off. Uh, that until I get Super Mario Brothers Wonder next Friday. I'm super mm. excited for that. I actually got to pre-order two copies of it so I can give give one to my mom and everything. Mm. 
Cool. Is is that it? That's it. That's pretty oh. much. Oh, and Vampire Hunter, not Hunter, Vampire Survivor on mm-hmm. Xbox. I've been, I went back to that and still unlocking achievements and stuff. Yeah, it was yeah, just so good. That game's fun. Uh, let's see. I've been playing Super Mario 3D World. Uh, now there's another level of levels, uh, another world of levels. So I thought I was on the last one, but I've been trying to do that. It's kind of hard when you don't have your Mario control, <laughs> uh, you know, muscle memory, but I'm powering through it. Uh, those levels are so hard to 100%, man. Uh, I've also been playing Spider-Man Remastered. Uh, I'm like, my campaign percentage says 34%, but I think that percentage is, you know, the 100% whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm about halfway through the game. Uh, I'm enjoying it much more this time around than the first time I played it. Uh, you know, it's it's good. I wouldn't say it's PlayStation's best game or anything, but it's it's fun. It's good. Uh, you know, it just it just has that weird thing where, like, I feel like I've played this game before, like a hundred times, you know, and I know it's about the story and the production value of the game, which are both, you know, better than those old games. Right. Obviously. But uh, and Insomniac is like the master of movement and gadgets and yeah. stuff. So those are fun to use. But, you know, I've swung around New York since like the PS2 and GameCube eras. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, it it, rem- it feels like how I remember those games feeling. Uh, so. But that's all. Are you doing Spider Man too? Yeah, uh, we're doing it for book club. So okay. Uh, I think Stephanie might be sitting that one out, so we're gonna need a couple people for that. But we're doing that in December, so I'm not worried about it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I mean, I want to play Spider Man Remastered in the DLC, and then Miles Morales before that all happens. So. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I'm. Oh, yeah. So- I'm liking it. Yeah, Sonic Superstars I need to pick up. Yeah. I know at the end of the month he'll be out of wake too. Yeah, to I'm not getting out of wake too. I'm sitting out that book club. A thousand percent sitting out that book club. I couldn't stand out in wake one that I have zero interest in playing out wake two. Like negative interest in playing out in wake two. So huh. I don't, man. Never mind. I already went on a rant about that game like four different yeah. times on separate shows. So. On this show, <laughs> yeah. All I have, uh, all so. I have to say to the fans of Alan Wake, there's a reason why Twin Peaks only had two seasons. Okay, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Oh, the original one. Yeah. But then uh, they brought it back. They did like a reboot. Yep. Yep. For like eight episodes, and then it went away again. So. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I thought they was. I thought they had a movie for it, like an RTV movie for it. I don't know anything about Twin Peaks. I just know that a lot of people compare Alan Wake to it, and I'm like, man, I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> well, is that all, Corey? Is there? Yeah. A- yeah. Yep. I think I want to play yeah. Luigi's Mansion soon. I'm. Re- okay. I've really been wanting to play Luigi's Mansion three again. At some point, because I never. I really like. I really hope they do a Luigi's Mansion, uh, 
remaster for Switch, like uh-huh. the first one, the first GameCube one, because I only played a bit of it. I never got to beat the first game. I wish they would have packed the first one in with two or Dark, Dark Moon or whatever Dark Moon. it's being called over yeah. here. Uh, I think a one and two of that would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, but just because the first game is so short, the first game is only like six or seven hours. And if you're going yeah, for all the booze, I, I think it's about nine. So. Yeah, I know that it got criticized, but it was like a launch game. And they were just like, why would you put something out like this and not a Mario game? Well, people realized that they did it because of Mario Sunshine. They kind of got the idea. They, even though the um, the gameplay is different, you know, they didn't know, you know, they were trying something new and, you know, giving Luigi his own game because everything was always based on Mario. So they wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, everybody, it's time for Femi News. Corey, Femi news. take it away. Um, okay, so the first story here, uh, I doubt we'll spend a lot of time on this, but uh, the key art has mysteriously changed on Princess Peach Showtime. Uh, a lot of people are pointing out that she looks way more like Princess Peach from the movie, and I wonder if they are going to start moving in that direction of we still want everything to look the same across the games and movies mm-hmm. and potential shows and whatever and uh i kind of like it i don't i think the princess peach in the movie is uh i i like her design so i i kind of like this but the gameplay still kind of looks more like traditional princess peach but i can't really tell because of the expressions on her face uh but Mm -hmm. i think the gameplay is still that princess peach but yeah man i I don't know. What do you think? Have you seen it? Did you? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and I kind of like it too. Um, It gives her more detail. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just like, okay, I like what y'all. You know, I didn't really think about the movie. I just, I was just looking at the comparisons and I was just like, when I look at it, she has like less detail and shadow. And everything, so it kind of just like they reworked some things, uh, changed her expression, but gave her a more uh, detailed look and put more effort into the color. I mean, it's into everything, so that's what I like about it. It, it just feels like it's more detail. Um, because if you look at her original one, it's so Mario Party ish to me. And then when you look at the the like the rework one or like the new detail one, it's more fitting for this game. Um uh, uh for it. So I can see the I can see the unification of making everything seem seem the same because of the movie. But I, I like the second box art. Um it looks or this new box art, it looks very detailed. Yeah. I I really like it. I I'm really actually kind of intrigued by this game. I think the outfit changing thing is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of reminds me of like <laughs> the that Mickey Mouse game for Super Nintendo that we always talk about that I can't think of the name right now. 
magical mirror uh with oh yeah else. yeah yeah i think i think this game is gonna be cool yeah this is a, this is a day one purchase for me uh all right our second story ed um I feel your eyes rolling already, but it's okay. Uh, with the success of games using their IP recently, Disney is supposedly being urged to purchase a game publisher. Uh, EA has been mentioned in this as well. Uh, so I don't, I don't think Disney's going to do this. Honestly, I think they're doing a great mm-hmm. job licensing their stuff out to other developers. Like, you know, obviously star Wars right now is on a, on a real high note with, uh, Jedi Survivor, and then um, the game that Ubisoft is making that I always forget the name, but looks like amazing. Uh, gosh, what's it called? I can't think of what it's called. Outlaws. Outlaws. Thank you. Oh, jeez, my brain is fried. Um, and obviously, you have smaller titles like Dreamlight Valley and S- Speedstorm. Mm-hmm. Even though I think that game is a piece of crap, pay to win thing uh, is is super successful and you know uh illusion island the mickey mouse platformer that came out is really cute um and obviously like the marvel stuff uh is doing super well you know critically except for the avengers right like guardians of the galaxy was really great and spider-man's obviously doing something really interesting so yeah uh i think they should keep doing what they're doing uh i don't think (laughs) I don't think Bob Iger is in the market of buying things right now. I think Disney is actually trying to downsize. Uh, the rumor is that ESPN, they're going to, they're trying to sell ESPN. Uh, it's just, I, Disney is Which like, is Disney plus baffling to me. What dude? ESPN is hemorrhaging money. They, well, dude, I, they, I, they laid I, off like three quarters of the staff this year. Well, it was the the thing with uh, ESPN was just like I didn't even know that Disney brought them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I literally thought ESPN was its own because they were kind of in the nineties, a little bit two thousands, but I think more in the nineties, and it's just maybe me. Uh, but they were the big deal for sports. They were, but with the you know with you know, NFL network and, you know, I mean, they don't get any NFL games except for the Monday night game. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're during football games and stuff. They're usually broadcasting like bowling stuff or, you know, I think they have the F1 license now or something, but ESPN for like the last decade has been like losing money for Disney, uh, which is why there's been so much, you know, so many people let go. Um you know, they tore down a bunch of ESPN stuff at the theme parks, too, because the, that rumor started like 10 years ago that Disney wanted to sell ESPN. Uh, and it's just not the name in sports anymore like it used to be. Uh, yeah, people still watch SportsCenter in the morning and they have a lot of great mm-hmm. coverage of the NFL and, and NBA when the season is on. Like pregame stuff is always great. Uh, the Monday night coverage is always great. But like it's just not anymore. Like Fox sports has a great lineup of pregame stuff and sports coverage. And obviously Fox is allowed to, and has the NFL license for the uh, NFC to broadcast their games. And CBS has the AFC and um, you know, NBC has Sunday night football. 
Amazon has Thursday night football. Like the NFL is everywhere now. Uh, and so. Cause ABC know. used to be the big thing for Monday night football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have two Monday night games. Now one is on ABC and one is on ESPN. And then they, you know, uh, ESPN always has the Manning, the Manning cast now, which is like the Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, who, if you don't know, are two, you know, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, obviously they're brothers and they kind of sit and watch the game together and like make fun of the players if they mess up or, you know, they, they kind of make some sort of, it's easier to watch than just boring old broadcasters. Right. That's kind of the Mm -hmm. point. And then they have interviews and stuff like, you know, little Wayne was on one time. They bring in other player, like current players to interview. And I think they brought in some UFC people to talk at some point in movie stars and stuff to, you know, for like, segments right like a 15 minute segment they'll tune it and they'll come in and they'll interview them while the game is going and it's like it's really nice to watch actually and they do that 10 games a year so yeah i i think disney is trying to divest of things they're they they just dump they're dumping uh 60 million 60 billion dollars into their theme parks over the next 10 years i think something like Mm -hmm. that sort of time frame five years 10 years something like that um Disney Plus is actually losing the money and they're trying to come up with better content for that which is why which is why there's so much Marvel and Star Wars stuff on those right because that's what people want um so it's I think it's bad for Disney to invest in a game publisher right now even though like especially if someone like EA that has a ton of microtransactions, like especially for mm. their sports games, like would probably at the end of the day, make them a little bit of money. But I think it's a cost analysis thing where like, is it worth spending this much money to make X amount of money over the next X amount of years? And how much would it cost to, you know, make, I mean, how, how much time would it take to make that money back? And is it even worth it? Because we know, we know, EA wants to be purchased by somebody that has not been a secret over the last couple of years. Um, but if Disney is trying to downsize and they are Disney's trying to sell to somebody, it's not smart. You want to be a smaller company to be purchased by someone, right? Right. The, the big rumor over the last five years has been Apple, uh, especially because Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney is really good friends with Tim cook. Who's the CEO of Apple. And, uh, you know, Apple needs content for Apple TV. I mean, they would uh, and Apple would like have Hulu, Disney Plus and Apple TV. And I don't know if that merges into one thing at some point, if that did happen. But uh, Disney is really struggling in a few areas in terms of making money. And I think this would be a terrible idea, especially with how well everything's doing with their licenses. Well, the thing about it is, is that they kind of changed their uh, idea for gaming after um, after their one Skylander game, uh, <clears throat> Disney Infinity. Infinity. Well, remember, yeah. they, they closed Avalanche, who was yes. doing Disney Infinity, and then Warner Brothers reopened the studio, and then they made Hogwarts mm-hmm. Legacy, which is one of the greatest games of the year. Which, yeah. man. And so Disney kind of. Oh, go ahead, Corey. Oh, I was I was just going to say, like, 
I didn't know Avalanche had it in them. And because they've been doing licensed games for so long and just a side tangent, like Disney needs a hit like Hogwarts Legacy, I think. And yeah, you could say Marvel or, you know, Star Wars or even the upcoming Indiana Jones game for Xbox. Right. But mm-hmm. like they need a huge hit like that. Uh, dude, Hogwarts Legacy is probably my game of the year. Mm, you know, I, it, it's the best game I've played so far this year. And as much as I'm excited for Mario Odyssey, right? Or not Mario Odyssey, Mario Wonder. Wonder. I don't know if a game is going to pass it. But I haven't played. (laughs) I haven't played uh, Hogwarts Legacy, so I can't put it in my nominations or anything like that. It's this literally at this point in time, Nintendo just got it locked for me for Game of the Year. There's, there's so much on there. Like yes, Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin Four, Octopath Traveler Two. Even though that's on other platforms too, it's just like there's so much goodness to choose from just on Switch alone. I don't even know what's gonna be my Xbox game. Like, I, I, I will just give like here PlayStation Five. You can just have Spider-Man or Armor Cord or whatever. Like, I don't even know what's gonna be that, but like. Literally, just out of all the games that I played on Switch, uh, from first to third party and stuff, it has been really, really good and just quite difficult um, to choose from. Because even like um, Disney Illusion, the Mickey Mouse game, like that was a really great kids slash challenging uh, Metroidvania. Not really much Metroidvania because you don't really attack in there and stuff. Um, uh-huh. But it's such a really good game and I it kind of it kind of like, I, and I'm going to say this first, I agree with you, they don't need to be buying another publisher or or, or anything. I think what they, they, what they could probably do is still um, you know, make their, make their, make these smaller style games and maybe put them on, continue to put them on Switch or um, whatever platform you think that it's going to be suitable for. Uh, or, you know, like Konami, they, like, their business kind of changed in a way that they have the IP, but they'll give it to someone else to do it um, and then just publish it. Or they'll go and find somebody be like oh we like what you guys doing we'll publish your game too because skull attack was uh was that it skull attack i think um is a game that's that konami published but it's not a konami game or anything you know so i kind of like that i kind of like that idea and yeah they are you know they got licensing their star wars stuff out because i think disney does wouldn't even know what to even do with star wars at this point in time so much is going on with that series that is it's a series i actually think star wars is in a great place right now personally i mean it 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 is but it's nothing that disney themselves like ground up Disney could do. I think Disney is there. They could work their own stuff, like Mickey Mouse and this that universe of characters and stuff. 
where it's fitting that if anything that is something that they purchased that's not originally made by them, it's fitting for someone else to do it. You know, even Kingdom Hearts, in a sense, like that's fitting that Square Enix would do it because Disney don't know how to make an RPG. So let's go with one of the best developers, and we we work on everything, we approve and stuff, and look how successful that series has been and everything. And that's the work between Disney and Square Enix. You know, and, and that, that's just going to be, like, literally fair. Um, you know, yeah, they had their mishaps with EA, but, you know, they kind of rectified that with Jedi, um, uh, the, their Jedi game from Respawn uh-huh. and everything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, I think I think this is a bad idea. If they do, then I guess they see something that, you know, obviously we don't. But at the end of the day, I think them licensing it out to, you know, their, uh, you know, studios that can actually handle this type of stuff and uh, make it all happen is the right decision. I mean, the only... I would say the only miss they've really had at this point is the Avengers game. And I actually think like Mm -hmm. the campaign of the Avengers game is actually pretty good. It's the other stuff that's bad. Yeah. Um, So we'll see. Time will tell. Um, I wonder what the next Disney related game is besides Spider-Man two. I guess it would be Indiana Jones or, Whatever that Star Wars shooter that uh, Respawn's working on, Wolverine. Uh, I no, out, out, Outlaws would be the oh, right. would be Outlaws. the next one. Jeez, I keep forgetting about. Oh no, it's Avatar actually. The Far Cry Avatar game that's coming out. But that's not Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney bought Fox, and Fox had Avatar, so now it's a Disney game. Really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Man. I thought Fox and Disney was two separate things, though. They they were, but Disney bought like two thirds of Fox. Like the like they bought all their the movie rights. Technically, technically Disney owns like stuff like Alien and stuff now. Ah, was this a couple of years ago? Did I miss it? This was like two years ago. I want to say three years. It's a. Hmm. I have to look it up because now I'm curious when did disney buy fox because they would have already owned marvel yeah okay because that because i know the biggest one for them that i knew uh was them buying marvel and then i think star wars was after that was the yeah big... they bought they bought marvel for something like i don't oh, man a crazy amount no, I, it wasn't. That's the thing. How much did Disney buy? Whoops, buy Marvel for four billion, which is nothing. Disney hmm. bought Marvel for four billion, and they bought Lucasfilm for four or for six billion, which is like, I mean, today today they probably would have cost like twenty or thirty. Um, but still, the but Activision and Microsoft deal is still the biggest. 
Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's giant deals all the time between like tech companies and stuff, but I don't, I don't really know what the highest acquisition number shoot. is. But. I, I wonder would Nintendo ever even do something past a billion to acquire they, a company, a, a one billion. They, they just did. Get, I just said Marvel for Nintendo. Four. Oh, Nintendo. I thought I thought we were still talking. No, no, no. Nintendo. Uh, No. Come on. Because that's why I wonder. I'm like, who would who would they pay for for a billion dollars? Their consoles come out with 10 to 15 year old tech inside of them. They're not going to buy something for four billion (laughs) dollars. I mean, I mean, just just a billion dollars. That's the thing about it, because I'm just like, would Nintendo even get to that amount to next? I just like to make fun of you, Ed. It's funny. It makes me laugh. Nintendo Nintendo buying Square Enix would be just like... They're not going to. Okay, we're getting into ridiculous territory, (laughs) and I don't have time to argue these, and my head hurts. So we're moving on. Uh, Expansion pass, please? No. No. I can't do a whole hour of that, let alone 10 minutes, 10-minute conversation. No. No. Ed... The 2DS has a very big anniversary, and I'm not first talking of about... all. First of all, you and Nintendo Life was shady about this title. I was I was dying today reading this. Oh yeah, uh, but the the original 2DS, the doorstop wedge. <laughs> I don't know what you call this thing, the thing that you put in front of your door to make sure it stays closed edition. I is 10 years old. I was Yeah, I was falling out laughing. I'm just like, these must are shady because <laughs> Nintendo like we're just like, let's celebrate the ugliest Nintendo console and hell. And they Dude, just like so the Nintendo ugly. 2DS. I think so ugly. It's it's worse than the fat DS. Okay. And the fat DS was ugly. The fat DS it's, was ugly. It, no, dude. The, a, the the DS wasn't aesthetically pleasing until the DS Lite. You can't tell yes, me that. <laughs> that that I agree. I'm, I'm I'm I think I'm speaking for the two DS that this this one, the flat version, um, it was fine. Um mm-hmm. I didn't really think anything of it and stuff. Um, because I used to, uh, of course, I was used to sell it at uh, Toys R Us, um, and I played it, and I, and I kind of liked it. I think I still like the 2DS, the forty one. I, I still like that one. Oh yeah, that's the uh, one that I have. I got rid of all my 3D 3DSs and got that one. Yes, I also have um, two wedge ones though. I got them for free. I have two wedge ones, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them to my kids but they don't i don't have any games that they can play so it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah but um congratulations for 10 years of being uh interesting console i would say that doorstop ever made (laughs) shade 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 i was at work do i would you send the dot and i was just like i seen that story I fell out just laughing. I'm not gonna text you back. I'm just like, 
I'm just gonna just tell him how shady he was on the show. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's so funny. I was um, like, where did he come up with a doorstop? <laughs> Uh, that's so funny. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, it's you know you could do better. Yeah. Um, where's the doc? Here we go. All right. So the next story is the cast list for Mario Wonder may have leaked. People are trying to guess which uh, cast member is uh, playing Mario. Uh, the one that they kind of narrowed down. St- uh, his representatives and his agent said that he's not playing Mario, but you know how that goes. So I don't know who any of these people are, uh, but it's sad not seeing uh, Charles Martinet's name on there. So, yeah, I, so, uh, I wait till the game comes out and find out who it is. Oh. I'm not really worried about Mario's new voice. Yeah, so. I don't. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, right? Honestly, who cares? It. Mm, I'm not going to get into it right now. I just like I, hearing their voice saying "Wowie Zowie." That's that's pretty much geez. it. Yeah, um, you know that's going to be the word. Like that's going to be the phrase of the year for gamers. Sure. Is that going to be the title of our game of the year? Is the Wowie Zowie game of the year? <laughs> um. What was I saying? Oh, I don't care about stuff like that, and especially in Nintendo games, right? Like, mm. I just don't want the voice acting to be bad. I could care less who's talking, you know? I mean, usually it's Troy Baker right. or Laura Bailey or, you know, someone like that. Uh, but I honestly, I just really don't care. Nolan North is in everything, too. Uh, Nolan North plays Destiny's but- Ghost, by the way. But okay. he, him, and Troy Baker has been quiet. I haven't seen Nate Nays no, popped up. Troy, lately. Troy Baker's in Ka- in Kojima's next two games. He's in Death Stranding he 2, has, and he's but in. He's, uh, but he hasn't did anything recently that has came out. Yeah, he has. Name. What the NF- NFTs that he got uh, yelled at by, dude. If they were paying me as much as he got paid to talk about NFTs, I'd talk about NFTs too. And look how that all turned out now. He got paid. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Let's see. Let's see. Where are we? Uh, what are these? Anime. He's in a bunch of anime. He's in um, a lot of... Uh, Animation projects, film, don't care about that. Um, the last video game project he did, oh my gosh, this list is so long. Uh, he was in God of War, Ragnarok. He is in Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. He's in Fort Solace, and he's in Death Stranding 2. Those are all... So Fort most, Solace would, would, would yeah, be Yeah, Fort the, Solace would be his most recent. Um I didn't know he was in God of War, but I don't really care either. Uh, he's also in a ton of uh, DC animated stuff. He plays in uh, yeah, in, that in, I know an, of the animated movie Justice League War World. He plays Jonah Hex in Justice League. I uh, just I just brought that movie. 
He also plays Joker in a lot of Batman stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. He plays Batman and the Joker in Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That one was um, good. And then he also plays Batman in the Lego DC games. Um, so, yeah, he he plays Batman a lot, apparently. And no, no the North is just doing Destiny right now. Mm-hmm. And he's currently a voice actor in the anime Bakai, Bakai, B-A-K-I is how you spell it. I don't know. I don't know. How you spell okay. it. He's the main character apparently in that on Netflix. So anyways, yeah, I don't really care who's playing people. Just don't mess it up. All right, Ed, this one's completely for you because I have zero care, uh, but you can talk on this. Hideki Kamiya launches a YouTube channel and says he's not retiring. Shocker. Uh, but he can't work in games for a year due to his uh, when he left. So we're not going to see anything from him for at least probably three to five years. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Ed? Um, fine, I guess. That's I it? mean, yeah, that's well, all you got for because the thing about it is, like, okay, Kamiya's leaving Platinum. Like, he hasn't really did anything. Like, he, he it kind of feels last like Platinum he project he worked on. So I mean, Sesta, what? That shoot him up. So Sesta, that shoot him up game he did. Okay, sure. And so it's yeah, it was a vertical shooter on Switch. S O L space C E S T A. So Sesta. Okay. Neat. Uh, but he hasn't like he hasn't returned to the Bayonetta series to, to like mm-hmm. to direct or anything. Um I don't think he touched Babylon's fall. Um and it's yeah, so I, I feel like he hasn't really even like I said, uh Bayonetta three, like he hasn't even worked with Nintendo and them uh, making that game uh, and stuff. So, um, no, so Cresta, I think that's the name of it. Um, That was the last thing he actually did. So it's just like he hasn't really did much game, like making a game wise or anything directed for him for Platinum. So it's kind of like, okay. I, you know, I was shocked that he was leaving because that kind of kind of came out of uh, that kind of came out of nowhere, and I think mm-hmm. it was it kind of felt like I wonder if he felt like he was in a Miyamoto role that he was just like assisting, you know, checking on stuff, and not like really making a game for him, like making a game that he really wants to make and stuff. Yeah. I wonder I wonder how much longer Platinum is going to last to be honest. But. Um I think with the banking of Nintendo they'll be around for a while. I think I until what, Nintendo they don't have a deal with Nintendo anymore. The only deal they would have would be for Astral Chain and I don't know if we're getting a sequel. The the plan is for them to do a sequel for the next console. They want to do it too. Um, I mean, I'm sure they do. They planned it out as a trilogy, but I mean, who knows mm-hmm. when the next one will come out if it does come out? You know, 
and 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 yes, I think Nintendo doesn't have any kind of work for hire kind of contract with them, but I think Nintendo still will love to work with Platinum. You know, um, so there's a possibility that maybe you know they got something going on, or maybe one of Nintendo's IP Platinum is helping them make and stuff. Um, at this time, we just don't know what their Platinum Games is doing now, at this time. Because, um, of course, Babylon Falls uh, hurt them big time. Um, and they got that other game taken away from them, so another developer could be working on it and stuff. Like some anime action game. Uh, can't think of it. Uh, so it just depends on if Nintendo is going to probably be working with them. Um, we don't know if Microsoft is going to be working with them and stuff. I know Sony won't work with them or anything because they got you know Santa Monica and they're and uh, um, the people who did Infamous, uh, and uh, Sucker Punch. They got them to make those kind of action games and stuff. So yeah. they they could do like their own and everything. Yeah. And Microsoft got Ninja Theory. So right now it, it would be up to kind of like Nintendo to work with them. And like they I think they probably are working with Nintendo on their on their next gen stuff. It's just that we don't know about what they're going what they're doing and everything. So it could be Astro Chain too. It could be a new IP. Heck, it could be Project Camera. Who knows? Yeah. Well, Ed, that does it for the news. Um, we're going to get into Pack Watch, which uh, is the section where we talk about what games are coming to your Nintendo Switch this week. Yes. Um, so on 1018. Uh, Hell, Hellboy Web of Weird is coming. Uh, Web of Weird is a pure brawler with players using Hellboy's powerful fists to pummel foes while dodging and parrying incoming attacks. His gun, on the other hand, keeps uh, helps keep distant foes at bay. Developer Upstream Arcade also states that the game has roguelike elements. Great. Count me out. So, before you go on, just to let everybody know, this is a game that's rumored to be hint or hinted to be rumored that got its embargo pushed back. So people who uh, were supposed to release their reviews and talk about it and stuff, uh, they got notified at the last minute the day is supposed to go up to push it back. So they so the game is still under embargo. So no one can really say anything about it. No, like no reviews or anything could drop. So we probably won't see no reviews about this game until next week. Great. Uh it, it, it cost I'm sorry, Gurry. Um, no, because a lot of people that they sign sign contracts and stuff with for this to happen. The company did it really at the last minute. And a lot of people didn't get that notice and stuff. So they had to hurry up and scramble to make sure that it didn't release in hmm. everything. Neat. Um, 
on te- also or on ten nineteen, we're getting Gargoyles Remastered. Uh, Gargoyles Remastered is the artfully crafted revival of the '90s classic, sixteen-bit side-scrolling platform adventure. Relive the epic journey of Goliath and the Gargoyles, featuring enhanced visuals, animations, and sound effects, all inspired by the acclaimed animated series. Gargoyles was awesome. The show, uh, yes. The I'm interested in this just because I really love the show. Man, there's been a rumor Same. for so like there's been a rumor for like four or five years that they were going to make a Disney plus version of gargoyles, like a, like a real show. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, please, man, please do gargoyles. Gargoyles. is I kind of feel like, like... go ahead. Oh, I kind of feel like the animation of the original gargoyles was way ahead of its time Mm -hmm. than anything else. Like I think it was the the same. I think it was the same studio that did Batman, the animated series. Okay. That that sounds that yeah. sounds right. Which because is, I'm just, uh, which is like oh. very clearly what Gargoyles is is aiming for. It was it was Disney's Batman the animated series. I would say that the so an- good, man. The first two seasons were amazing. Yes, the animation was so smooth and detailed, and and a little bit dark. And I'm just like, oh, they spent money on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you could tell that they spent money on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, <coughs> man, gargoyles so good. Uh, also on the nineteenth, we're getting Endless Dungeon. Endless Dungeon is a roguelite tactical action game. Pass for me. Uh, set in the award-winning but often lethal Endless Universe. Okay, what, what's the Endless Universe? Uh, <laughs> recruit a team of shipwrecked heroes, plunge into a long-abandoned space station, and protect your crystal against never-ending waves of monsters, or die trying. Get reloaded and try again. Uh, also on ten nineteen, we're getting Hot Wheels Unleashed Two Turbocharged. Much like the previous game, Hot Wheels Unleashed Two Turbocharged is a racing game <laughs> played in the third person perspective. <laughs> in the game, player assumes control of true to life vehicles from the Hot Wheels franchise and races and races against other opponents on miniature tracks set in various environments. Uh, also on the 19th, we're getting the Jackbox Party Pack 10, Hanging with Pals. Hey. There's a game for everyone and every occasion for strategy, drawing, trivia, or music. Play your play with your phone or tablet. No special controller required. Uh, games support up to nine players and 10,000 audience members. So I didn't realize they were up to 10. I knew there was like six of them, but man, 10. This you do to someone else that's out there. I'm like, oh, one of them. Yeah. Man. Uh, on 1020, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder is a side-scrolling platforming game. <laughs> As one of eight playable characters, Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Princess Daisy, Toad, Toadette, Nabbit, and Yoshi, the player completes levels across the Flower Kingdom with assistance from its uh, talking flower-like denizens. That was straight from Nintendo, by the way. Um, man. Oh, man. Descriptions are fun. Uh, and then <laughs> last uh, on this list is on 1024, the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 brings all three legacy titles to modern consoles, but excludes Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, the collection includes HD versions of the first three games, as well as the series beginnings on NES and NSX. Yeah, if I if I get the Metal Gear collection, 
I'm just gonna get the eShop version. Yeah, this well, makes sense. From what I hear, the first game is the only one on the cartridge, so um, which is pretty yeah. typical for collections from third parties and uh, you know bigger games like the Borderlands, uh, whatever the legendary collection that came out a couple years ago that included mm-hmm. one pre sequel and two. The only yeah. game that was on the cartridge was one, so I don't know, man. These collections, but that's it. That's it, Ed. Yeah, I will say that uh, it looks like Hot Wheels Unleashed Two t- Turbo Charge is going to be an, a good game. Mm-hmm. I think people are getting previews out, and uh, people are playing it for reviews, and it looks like it's going to be a good one, like the first game. Yeah. So. Also, it's worth noting that the day of this episode release, Sonic Superstars is out today. So yes. I think that's worth and, noting, even though I didn't, because we read it last week. So, you know. Yeah. And uh, when it comes out, I, I know I'm definitely picking it up. So um, we'll be talking about that party the week after we get Mario Wonder. Oh, like, man. We'll dude, we're going to be talking, talking about, about both games. Yeah. We're talking about Sonic and mario at that point because i hopefully will be getting them both yeah well everybody it's time for question block we got our first question from david lasby via discord he asks nintendo's recent explanation of the disappearance of shika tech and tis of the kingdom felt pretty thoughtless does nintendo over to zelda fans to be more careful intentional with the lore um, have you looked at a Zelda timeline ever? <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I just, I, I didn't mean to make that sound like mean or anything, but I, Nintendo, I, it just seems like Nintendo doesn't care about lore or where things fit and what timeline. And, you know, I think, I think since the Sheikah slate and stuff like that looked very much like, the Wii U gamepad, right? Mm-hmm. The, the new tech needs to look like the system that it's currently on. And so they just kind of ignored the Sheikah stuff. And, you know, obviously they really focused on the Zonai this time. And I think they were really emphasizing that over the Sheikah stuff because we explored that in the last game, maybe. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just don't think Nintendo cares at all. They just want you to play the game and have fun and, uh, make up your own theories about things. And, uh, you know, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't read, I didn't know that there was an interview about Sheikah tech, but yeah, it just came out. I think a couple of days ago. Oh, um, and so like, that's probably on me, but also like just in general, how many times has, you know, Zelda or Mario really followed the previous game, even if it's a direct sequel. Right. I mean, we -hmm. still don't know how, Link got to, you know, in into the world of Majora's Mask, right? I mean, the the maybe people who are deep in the lore know how he got there, but you know, the regular person who just likes Zelda to play Zelda probably doesn't know that. And so, to me, it's about the puzzles and the dungeons and the characters, not necessarily about the continuity of the lore and stuff. Um, and I think Nintendo feels that way too. I, I think about, uh, I think I don't even know what 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 franchises even care about the lore. I guess Metroid maybe, but like even then it's not, like not even Metroid. 
well, they've, you know, retroactively changed stuff and re-released games with, you know, obviously like zero mission was like the ending. They added an entire new ending, (laughs) you know? Well, just, just Metroid of the M alone and everything. Yeah. Like that really doesn't have, that really doesn't follow, uh, follow any lore about Samus and everything, which has in that game, we just got more of who Samus is as a person and everything because we normally it's supposed to be that she was raised by the Chozo and she became a bounty hunter. We didn't know that she joined the army or anything. That wasn't part of um that wasn't part of anything in Metroid until like later on, I think until Future came out. Uh-huh. And, and stuff. Like yeah. that's all of that stuff we didn't know. So I think with this the chic attack, um, definitely when time like evolving and stuff, I think Nintendo probably just didn't think about it, or a new in the team didn't think about it or anything, um, because they was worried about so much other stuff with it. Um, as as for being careful, um, it probably just never crossed their mind, um. And everything. Well, so I'm, to... I'm sure it co- I'm sure it crossed their mind at some point, but I think wh- I think they just wanted to focus on what they wanted to do with the game, and yeah, if things had to change or be, you know, if they had to ignore certain things or whatever. They that's what was best for the game, which is pretty normal. Yeah, for them, I think so. So I don't. So I don't think they over to Zelda fans or anything mm-hmm. uh, about their lore. Uh, I just think that's like just like you said, Corey. I think they don't worry about it or anything. If it's in there and stuff, it's it's gonna be in there. Now, if you as a player or a Zelda fan wanna dig deep into it, go ahead and dig deep into it and come up with your own theories. But I just don't think it was just something that was on their mind and stuff. Yeah. Um I think when they put out another art book or they really talk about it, or if you play that game and you do a lot of side quests and talk to the town and stuff like that, I think they want you to find that lore through your adventuring. That I think that's what Nintendo and the new one, the team would, would love prefer you to do. I mean, but like I'll write telling you, I don't think they're, I don't think it's on their mind. Sure. But they put out, Hyrule Historia, which was like about the Zelda lore, and then they just kind of like scrapped it for the next like three games. So, like, you know, I, I don't know, man. Zelda's Nintendo's weird. It's fine. I just, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. As long as Zelda ha- is, uh, you know, quality, I feel like, I feel like it's fine. I, I mean, I know a lot of people are, I mean, everybody, I think most people know that David is like, ha, came from Zelda dungeon, which is like, it's obviously a whole site dedicated to Zelda. So, yeah, you know, I, to, and, and to be fair, to answer this question, I think they need to be more careful. Uh, you ready for the next question? Corey? Yeah, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, Matt. Sawinski, is that how you say that? Yeah. Uh, via so, Twitter. Oh, did you want to ask it? You can. I was going to. Uh, oh, go via ahead. Twitter asks if you could make a Mario spinoff game in a genre that hasn't been yet done yet, 
What would you want to see? A visual novel, cooking game, dating sim? Okay. So, uh, shout out to Masawinski. Uh, he's one of the co-hosts of uh, the PlayStation Drive. So, for, for Carpool Gaming Record. Uh, so, shout out to them. They're doing some great stuff over there. Um, I, will, I I told them I have a lot of answers for this. But I'm going to keep it down to two two games. So, I would love to see them do a vertical shoot em, shoot em up in Mario. Reason being is because in uh, Mario Luigi inside Bowser's inside story, there's points where you move throughout the uh, Bowser's body and you're in spacious and it's like a shoot 'em up game. Um, and you know you're playing as Mario and Luigi and stuff, and it's so good and so fun. And even though it's kind of almost like a mini game and stuff. Um, they treat it like it's a level in the game. And so when I seen that, when I played it, I was just like, I would love like a uh, eight level small game where you find King Bowser and the Cooper kids and the Bowser kids. I'm going to say Cooper kids. Um, you fight all seven of them. And the thing about it is you fight them in their own ships from Mario 3? Uh, like their airships? Or, yeah. Wasn't it wasn't in New Super Mario Brothers? Didn't they come back for one of the new games? I think I think I think so. I think they came back for like the console ones, the new Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Cause I think they were in I don't know, they were in one of them. I can't remember. My brain's broken. It's twelve thirty. <laughs> yeah, but if it, if it was like even if it was in the graphics of New Super Mario Brothers, but it was their Super Mario Brothers three kind of ships and stuff, I would love that and just do it for like eight levels and everything. And you can do two to four player co op if you want to. Um, my next one or well, my final one, I'm going to get groans for this. So just but just hear me out. A Fortnite style game where you hit people with vegetables from Mario Brothers 2. So you have to get the front of ground. (laughs) Mario Party. No, you have a hundred Marios or princesses or characters from the universe. And in order to defeat your opponent, you have to grab the vegetables out the ground and throw them. and everything, and you, the thing about it is, you only can uh, once you throw them. You know, of course that that would be easy and everything, but uh, you have to build up, like you have to build up your skills and stuff to have a better shot of throwing it. So if you like want to lock on or something like that, you got to find like a power up and everything. But you have to go through levels. Kind of in, kind of in like not third party, but I, I guess like the Sonic games that that we talked about on Wii, where you're like going in that kind of viewpoint and stuff, uh-huh. and I can't think of it. So, but like I think like a Fortnite style kind of battle royale, Mario Brothers using. The vegetables from Mario Brothers 2 as your ammo. 
So there's no guns, no stars, or anything like that. You literally just gotta try to go and go through different warp pipes and stuff and go through levels to get your uh, ammunition of a vegetable. Mm-hmm. Um, or I should say like Super Mario Sunshine when you get your um, water machine taken away. You have to play everything in 3D. Yeah, those are the best parts of Sunshine. Um, All right, so I want to do some sort of life sim slash action RPG. And I'm going to give you an example, Ed, and see if you agree or not. Something like Dark Cloud, where you have to, like, you go into these, you know, I think you could go into, like, traditional style Mario levels, and, like, Mm -hmm. you go in and, like, collect things, like, coins and objects and, you know, even, like, power-ups and stuff. And once you beat the level, you go back to it almost like an Animal Crossing-style setting. And you build your town. And you build up up the Mushroom Kingdom, like, you know the cat like you have you can upgrade the castle you can expand mm-hmm. the castle you can build you know little toad houses or even like a house for mario and and luigi and the rest of the characters um when you go into boss dungeons or whatever you want to call them boss levels like you get special materials that you can like you know at you know if you, you can add to your farm or you know make some sort of defense uh mechanics to your game if you know maybe there's like a tower defense mechanic to it or something uh and so that's what that's what i think we could you could do like you like obviously you could like farm to get vegetables and fire flowers and you know those types of power-ups uh you can upgrade your quote-unquote closet to have like different like the different suits, like a Tanuki suit or the penguin suit or like even the boot for Mario three, right? Like you can get all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I think it would, that would be like a really neat addition to a Mario game. I mean, the levels would be small and, you know, probably this seems like it would aim at more of like a casual audience, like an animal crossing type audience. Cause you know, you know, they're not yeah. going to go the hardcore route like dark cloud was, but like, Oh, no. you, could do, you could do something similar to that, and it would be—I think it would be really cool. It'd almost be like a mix between Mario 3D World and Animal Crossing, uh, you know, with like a hint of like—I don't know. I mean, I don't really want, wouldn't really want a tower defense thing in there because I don't like it when my stuff gets messed up. But that would be an interesting mechanic too, of like prepare your defenses. There's enemies coming. That's my pick. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Last question, Edward. Uh, what, this... what? Oh, go ahead. Stephanie Klimov via Discord writes in and asks if each of Nintendo's main IP were to be an ice cream flavor, what would they be? I'll let you go first because I only eat like two or three flavors of ice cream. So, okay. So I think 
Mario Kart and Mario Party would be like um, Rocky Road. Sherbert. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Mario Kart drives on the road. Rocky Road. Ha, ha. Well, I can see that, actually. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I only made it for the pun. So, um, I think uh, Metroid would probably be like some kind of dark chocolate or um, something, something like that. That's like a dark flavor, um, a little bit bitter. Uh, Fire Emblem, I think, would be like. Hmm, I think Fire Emblem would probably no Animal Crossing would be like strawberry. Huh. I think. I think Fire Emblem would be like a caramel flavor. Huh. I feel like. Um. Let's see, Mario. Let's see, The Legend of Zelda would be like chocolate mint. Um, in a sense, you picked the worst flavor because for the of, best IP. <laughs> I mean, well, I think because of with you being so much outside in the world and everything, you would probably have a mint, a mint smell somewhere in everything, and there's not other flavors that's like speak outdoors or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think Splatoon would probably be like a watermelon flavor in a sense, um, because it's like not really a water kind of thing. But I think like watermelon or some kind of melon flavor would be Splatoon. Um, Smash Brothers would probably be like uh, Nepo Metropolitan. I think I'm missing that. Neapolitan will probably be Smash Brothers hmm. uh, with that. Um, did Metroid, did Smash, uh, did Zelda, did Fire Emblem, uh, did Animal Crossing. Um, what is another one that's kind of like long lasting like box boy boss girl would be like the black and white cookie flavor <laughs> that like Haagen-Dazs have um let's see did the Mario stuff I-, I think I would just make all the Mario stuff just that one flavor in a sense because there's just so much in that universe um for it uh and then a lot of the other stuff is just like one-offs yeah. and everything, you know. So uh, Punch Out probably would be see Punch Out would be Rocky Road to me. I feel like because I feel like that got more of a punch and stuff to it. Huh. Um, like <laughs> punching that fresh dude and the we one and a bagel and a croissant comes out. <laughs> it was- Oh goodness! Punch Out is so out of a game as a franchise, but it is so good. Star Fox. Um, I think Star Fox probably would be. Um, let's see. Hmm. I think. 
Hmm. I think Star Fox would be kind of like uh Hmm. This Star Fox would be like a root beer float to me. Oh man. I I don't know. I'm not gonna do very many, I guess, because we've already been going pretty long and Well Dunkin' Kong oh, will definitely be banana flavor. Yeah. That's like that's easy. That's hmm. a banana pudding or something like that. Ice cream. Yeah. I would say I would say Mario's vanilla. It's very like it's the base. It's like the basic Nintendo experience, right? Like Mario's always mm-hmm. the it's 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 great. It's it's delicious. There's nothing too fancy flying around here, right? It's just you know Mario's vanilla, and that's okay. Vanilla is an okay flavor to like everybody. I would say Zelda, since it's my favorite franchise is going to be my favorite type of ice cream uh chocolate fudge brownie um because it's delicious not because it has anything to do with brownies or anything um really (laughs) yeah uh mario kart would be cookies and cream because i like it um let's see Kirby would be all of the trash that you wipe off the counter when you're done, you know. <laughs> Shay. Kirby would be uh, bubblegum for me. For trash. You meant trash. Flavor. What's the? What is the cherry one? Um, cherry Garcia. I think that's it. That's what the it's uh, like the vin- cherry flavor is called. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the chocolate chips and the cherry in it. And stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. That part uh, would be fire emblem for me. I want to change it. I think that would be fire emblem for me. Fire emblem would be some sort of of sherbet because, you know, a lot of the times it really hits the spot, like orange sherbet or rainbow sherbet. But if you try a different flavor of sherbet, it's not not the same, right? So, what if fire emblem actually would be like a cinnamon flavor? I really like sherbet. I prefer sherbet over regular ice cream, to be honest with you. I had um, some rainbow sherbet yesterday from Baskin Robbins. Just good. Um, Donkey Kong would probably be chocolate for me. Um, I let's see. I don't like any other flavors of ice cream. So, uh, what's the worst IP besides Kirby? Hmm. Hmm. From Nintendo? Yeah. I got it. I got it, Ed. Are you ready for this? Earthbound is mint chocolate chip. You know why? Oh, no. You know why, Ed? And this goes for the ice cream and the IP. If you say you like it, you're lying. I like chocolate mint. I, I do. I, I eat chocolate mint. Gross. Ice cream. You're lying. No, I do. Nope, established. Do. You're lying. For the sake of this I argument, you're lying. I eat for the sake of this argument. No, that's just you oh, want to be right, and you're not. I, I'm right. Gosh, man, Earthbound. I, I think... And it said main IPs. There's not many... I mean, Earthbound got three games, but it's like... 
I'm just saying, I mean, mint chocolate chip is not a main flavor of ice cream either. So, you know. Oh, it's man. just that you don't like it. That's your personal choice. I don't. Not- and that's why I'm picking that. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, dude, the way people talk about Earthbound drives me insane. There's no way this many people. Dude, if if Earth, if this many people played Earthbound, it'd be the best selling game of all time. You guys are all liars. I, I would say Earthbound. I think Earthbound to me would be like pistachio. Also That's gross. Because I, I don't eat pistachios <laughs> or anything. But uh, I think Earthbound to me would be like pistachios. In it, it, not in a disgusting flavor, everybody, in my point of view. It's just that I'm not into Earthbound like a lot of other people are. I respect it for what it is. I, shoot, I brought it on Wii and Wii U. Um, but it's just something that it's not my kind of cup of tea when it comes to role playing games. Yeah. Cool idea. That, that's just like, if I want to like a minor kind of RPG or a wacky one, Secret of Evermore for me. Um, I think Splatoon, and this is my last one because it's time. Uh, I think Splatoon would be a, a, uh, a vanilla ice cream with some sort of hot fudge and caramel sauce on top. Because mm-hmm. again, that game is very basic, but it does a lot of interesting things. And also the, I... the, the hot fudge and the um, caramel sauce represent the ink that they spread around the levels. I, I see. I wouldn't do hot fudge or anything. Cause think something that they need to be cool because they're like water favorite stuff. If you say so, sir. But that's my answer. I'm done. Let's go to bed. All right. <laughs> well, uh, let's quickly give our final thoughts um, and then we'll head out. Uh, I will say that the little Mario ass that they've been doing for Wonder has been like really funny. I know uh, they there was a, someone wrote a story or there a tweet that was just like King Bowser uh like some thick because of the elephant prince's speech he puts on the bouquet a bouquet and then someone already did a meme of the single rose and then the bouquet of like what they like and stuff. So, um, Nintendo's been uh really in the marketing mode for this game, uh. I'm excited to see um, how it does and can't really wait to play it. Um, Corey, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited for the stuff that's coming to Switch. I, I just want to, like, I don't know. I just, I want to play some interesting Switch games, and it looks like we're getting a lot of good ones, and... Uh, I don't have anything really interesting to say. I'm just rambling now, but you know, the games look interesting. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited for this princess peach game, to be honest with you. Um, I think it looks really interesting and, uh, excited to see what that game is all about. Yeah. Well, with that everybody, have a great week, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Nintendo power block. Bye everybody. Woo-hoo! Bye. Bye.
If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support.